Hey guys, welcome back to a new, an, another, dang it, what happened? Be right back. Sorry about that, the iPad I was going to use for my news is dead. So it's going to charge. <coughs> and anyway, let's, let's get racing on. <coughs> How about some NASCAR executive move detail how sport got back onto the track in 2020? It's taking a little while. You know, our year uh, started uh, quite dramatically with Ryan Newman's crash. We were knee deep in that when the coronavirus starts kind of really getting larger on the horizon. Right. There were so many sporting events that were scheduled to occur and, and things were kind of like every 10 minutes, some new announcement came from some league or some team that uh, this has been postponed or this has been delayed. You think you're okay, and then you see a, a further outbreak, unfortunately, and and uh, that obviously changes everything. We had to reinvent our credentialing system. We had to retool uh, security. Hey, how am I even getting into the track? Uh, do we have a long line to get through the medical protocols? Are the protocols right? Is anyone sick? Could we have fans? Could we not have fans? What was the maximum number of people we could have uh, at a racetrack? What are the protocols to keep everybody healthy? We have literally changed every aspect of, of how we do business and how we conduct races. Never thought you would see where... You know, I know you own a race team, but sorry, you can't come in the garage. The mission is to conduct race events. Um, the unique circumstances that we're operating under now are we have a, a global pandemic. The entire industry came together and said, we want to race. Uh, we want to do this in a safe way, and, and we believe in the protocols that are being put forth. And, and everyone was willing to, to do their part, pull in the same direction. You know, egos were set aside after... Two months of not racing, uh, folks were pretty happy to get back to the track. So once the green flag dropped, it was almost a relief that hey, we're actually racing. And I think it's it's obviously a, a testament to the group, um, you know, the competition and, and racing ops, but also a testament to you know company wide effort. I think we look at it that uh, just getting sports back as a whole is a good thing for the country. It's you know we want people to be able to attend events, and if we can play our part in that and do it right. You know, that's certainly what we want to be able to do. If we can lead in that area, we want to do that as well. But you know what? It's all about conditions, right? The mission has a change. Even before COVID, our job was to put on great races, right? World-class entertainment. 
mission never changes. Just the conditions in which we operate have changed. That's all. Well, yeah. That we went. We made it all through the pro inventational series, and then NASCAR got back on track, which I'm really happy about. About power rankings, Kurt Busch inserted into championship four talk. <coughs> we'll see. We could never do what they do, but what we can do <coughs> is be a partner that never quits. Number 31, Alley Super Speedway. Number 10, Clint Boyd. Number 9, Kyle Busch. Number 8, Big 7, Laura Lugano. Sleepless nights, eh? And of talented up for playoff hopefuls. Oh, this is gonna be crazy. Let's shift gears to Talladega because Sunday is going to be crazy. What can we expect from the Super Speedway down in Alabama? Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. These are the ones that kept me up at night. I always wanted to win the race, win the first race of the round that the Talladega was in just for this reason because you never know what's the right thing to do. You never know if it's right to, to run for stage points and try and give yourself a cushion or, or do you... You know, do you ride in the back and make sure you finish and capitalize on other people's failures? So it, I don't know. It's a tough call for these crew chiefs. I think you just kind of kind of see how your car is. If you got the speed, then then you're going to run up front. But you know, we've seen these races be a bit of a manufacturer battle in terms of pit strategy. So it could easily go that way again. And you never know when the cautions are going to fall to shake all that up. So for these guys, the Penske cars are typically the ones that have been strong recently at Talladega. So for them, you know. For their sake, probably have a good day, but uh, man, you never know. It's Talladega for a reason, and and uh, that's why we'll all be tuned in to watch. Well, yeah. how about oh, since Kirk Busch won, how about all Chip of uh, Chip Ganassi Racing's wins? <coughs> Kirk Busch has won two times. Mr. CGR are out of his thirty-two. Juan Pablo Montoya won two wins for CGR out of his two. Strong Ma. Win won four races for, for CGR, or with ten wins. 
wins in his career. Jamie McMurray won five times for CGR. There were seven career wins. <coughs> and Kyle Larson won six times for CGR out of his six wins. And Hendrick Motorsports promotes Jack and S, who will leave Crew Chief Wolf for money for William Byron. Right. Oh, this, this could be a bit different. We built our icons of future. We electrified the Mustang, made the F-150 a hybrid, and reimagined the Bronco. This is the future we're building, and we're building it today. Alex Weaver here with breaking news in the NASCAR Cup Series. Hendrick Motorsports announced Tuesday that the organization has promoted Chad Knauss into a new role designed to enhance the team's competition structure and one that will see him end his historic run as a crew chief at the end of the 2020 season. As the new vice president of competition, Knauss will oversee the technical development for all of Hendrick Motorsports, including the team's preparation for the next-gen vehicle, which will debut in 2022, and will be responsible for personnel dedicated to the organization's four NASCAR Cup Series teams. Canals, age 49, is a seven-time Cup Series champion crew chief, all with driver Jimmy Johnson, and has been on the box for 82 wins. As crew chief of the number 24 team with driver William Byron, Canals this season competed in his record-extending 17th Cup playoffs and recently called his 700th career Cup Series race. In announcing the move, team owner Rick Hendrick called Canals the finest crew chief our sport has ever seen. A new crew chief for Byron and the number 24 will be announced at a later date. For more as this story develops, log on to NASCAR.com. Well, yeah. I think Jack Canals was a good crew chief for Byron. But Jimmy Johnson would have more wins if he stayed with Jimmy Johnson. And in his ally team. Exception of 2018. As we continue, how about a small little great big story of the race to save the season? <coughs> Every 10 minutes, a new announcement came from some league or team or some team that had been postponed or it had been delayed, said Tom Bryant, NASCAR managing director of racing operations, who was part of a larger team that designed the protocols to return to racing. It became pretty obvious that it was inevitable that we were going to have to pause for some period of time, so it wasn't shocking. I didn't appreciate the gravity of the situation yet. I don't think, think I did until a few days later. Dare to be exact. On March 16th, the Monday after, NASCAR postponed all race weekends through May 3rd. That included seven of the Cup Series 26 regular season events. NASCAR held its first meeting the next day to discuss a return to racing plan. A complete understanding of the coronavirus pandemic wasn't going to end anytime soon. <coughs> Steve O'Donnell, Executive Vice President, Chief Racing Development Officer, Scott Miller, Senior Vice President of Competition, Ben Kennedy, Vice President of Racing Operations, and Ben Baker, Managing Director, Domestic Broadcasting, Forming in an internal group, Tasked with figuring out the schedule, competition, and broadcast aspects, and co coordinating with necessary outside parties such as tracks, teams, and broadcast partner, or Fox Sports. Bryant and John Bobo, Vice President, 
in racing operations, then headed a separate 29-person NASCAR team in charge of COVID-19 protocols and procedures. <coughs> Eggs were set aside, Bryant said. We had all those desperate, disparate organizations whose sole interest this was returning to our livelihoods. Everyone was willing to do their part to get us there. A month later, on April 17th, NASCAR extended its pause through May 9th. The Cup Series was supposed to return at Marginal Speedway that weekend, but Virginia stay-at-home order prevented that from happening. Eight regular season races were postponed at that point. Same day, though, NASCAR also shared the formation of a seven-race, seven-week exhibition eSports series called the NASCAR Inven Irish Invitational Series. Current informed drivers come think Competed against one another from the safety of their own homes on simulator. It was all being broadcast live on Fox Networks for entertainment purposes. The intent of the makeshift league was to fill on the track void, even if done so virtually. <coughs> the first piece was to really understand how long we'd, we'd be down. And O'Donnell said, extending the cancellation or postponement, I would say, gave us enough time to put together the schedule. One of the fundamental things we really tried to do was not know the schedule that we would then have to postpone or continuously revamp. <coughs> NASCAR met their goal. It wasn't until April 30th, my 100th podcast episode, 48 days after the Atlanta postponement, that NASCAR yielded a revised Bates A schedule. The Cup Series would, would set to make its return on Darlington Raceway on May 17th, the first of seven National Series events in an 11-day span. The Real Heroes 400, named in honor of frontline workers battling the virus, was unlike anything anyone in NASCAR had ever experienced. For starters, it was a one-day event. Get in, race, get out. That would have been considered crazy under previous scheduling. Two practice sessions, one qualifying run, and the main event was the norm. I honestly would have said, if we had an opportunity to try this, heck no. <coughs> Let's do our horse racing by president of competition, Greg Zipidelli said. And we've done our three-day races forever. That's what works. That's what our sport is all about. But honestly, I can't see where, where the racing is any different. Honestly, it worked out really well. The oddities didn't stop there. It showed that we can go into a community and hold a race in a safe manner. Okay, let's continue. Fans who normally swore into the infield with some regular access to drivers in the garage were not allowed initially. Only essential personnel were allowed per were permitted inside the track, severely limiting numbers from NASCAR, Fox, and teams. Everyone had to pass a health screening before entry. Once in, masks and social distancing were required. Exit times were staggered. <coughs> Those were just the basis per cop in the suit. It was important to be safe as possible as NASCAR was the first sport to return into action after the lengthy hold. I think there was a little bit of a pretension initially when we got back into Darling back to Darlington, Brian said. Folks were worried about things, but as as we've gone on, they've become a, a, accustomed. Look, everyone understands the way we're 
operating right now is not ideal. It's not ideal for drivers. It's not ideal for fans. It's not ideal for even NASCAR now partners or for our teams and their sponsors. <coughs> it's not ideal. But the way we have to operate is now to minimize the risk of exposure. And it's working. NASCAR hasn't postponed any events since it's return to racing. Fans were welcomed back in in limited numbers in June. Homestead Miami invited up to 1,000 local service members as honorary guests as for its June 7th event. <coughs> I think that's June 13th. Talladega Super Speedway admin up to 5,000 spectators with tickets. It's the next weekend. Since then, attendance has been track-by-track track decision based on, on local and state restrictions. We have shown we can go into a community and hold a race in a safer manner, Bobo said. Even from the beginning, we've had mechanisms for the team and everybody else to provide us instant input based on what they think about the protocols. It remains a work in progress. We have to keep updating it as we should based on the changes in the environment and the things we organizationally learn. NASCAR has had two full-time Cup Series drivers test positive for COVID-19. Jimmy Johnson in July and Austin Dillon in August. <coughs> Both are required to sit out for the next race and two negative tests at least 24 hours apart, plus written clearance by a personal physician in order to return to competition. Both were cleared the time to race the next week. Since then, NASCAR's protocol has been adapted to new guidelines for the, the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Two negative of just 24 hours apart, was still clear to a driver. Still clear a driver. But there's now also a 10-day rule, which the driver goes into a medical review for further evaluation and possible clearance. We've said from the beginning, the vi- hey, the virus gets a vote, Brian said. We have this great plan, but the virus always gets a vote. We've tried to re- react to different ebbs and flows from COVID-19. So far, NASCAR's kept a... Not only did the Cup Series make up all eight of its postponed races, but did so within the regular season time frame, thanks to unprecedented midweek races and multiple weekend doubleheaders. <coughs> After the checkered flag fell at Dover near Speedway, International Speedway on August 27th, and the schedule is officially back on track. It's tough, O'Donnell said. And it's one of those things you, that you could be quick to say. Hey, look at us, but you also know that we've been in those positions, too. At any moment, we could be in position where we've got to postpone a race. NASCAR as a whole is so close to the finish line. Cup Series tendering. His playoffs began September 6th at Darlington Raceway, exactly where the support, ma- support made its comeback. Only six events remain starting Sunday. And postseason's halfway mark at Talladega Super Speedway, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC, NBCS. Sports app, MRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. The 2020 season, along with its trials and triumphs, will come to an end <coughs> November 8th at Phoenix Raceway, the Cup Series Championship race. At the end of this, once we're done in Phoenix, I think there will be a couple days where I go. Wow, that was something. Spend a day or two reflecting. Brian said, but not very long because we've got to figure out uh, what to do in 2021. We are at the end of our time. See you tomorrow for an upgrade episode of NASCAR series.